The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Bright Pearl, the number one retail operating system for e-commerce, multi-channel retail brands, and wholesalers who want to grow fearlessly. That's what you need to do as an e-commerce brand, is not just not just sell a product to one person once. You need to, you need to make sure that you're you're getting those repeat buys. The only way you get repeat buys is by stellar service. The only way you get stellar service is making sure your your operations are tip-top. We're in a, an era of like hyperscalability where you need to be able as a brand to set up a TikTok channel, to set up an Instagram channel, to set up an Etsy channel, Shopify storefronts. On today's episode, you're going to find out how to enter Lightning 50, which is an exclusive league table of the fastest growing e-commerce brands. It's a great episode. You do not want to miss it. Do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Does your fast-growing online retail business stand out from the pack? Have you taken huge growth leaps in the last year? If so, step up and be in the running for Bright Pearl's Lightning 50, the definitive list of the fastest growing online businesses in the UK and US. Head over to brightpearl.com. Hello, 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 2Xs. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell. The 2X e-commerce podcast is dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e-commerce teams. Each week on this podcast, we interview either a commerce expert, a founder of a digital native consumer brand, or a representative from a best-in-class commerce SaaS product. We give them a very tight remit to give you ideas that you can test right away on your brand so you can improve commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately your gross merchant value or sales. We're here to sell, help you sell more sustainably, essentially. Speaking of which, on today's episode, um, the one you're about to listen to is a bonus episode. You'll probably listen to this on, on, on a Monday. Um, and essentially, 
I've interviewed, or I, this, this interview you're about to listen to is an interview I had with Mark Hook, who is the vice president of PR at Bright Pearl. If you don't know Bright Pearl, um, Bright Pearl, an ERP or operational um, technology solution for your backend. So everything backend related, whether it's warehousing, whether it's order processing, whether it's demand forecasting, Bright Pearl is that backbone. It's that ERP system, which for e-commerce, you know, purpose built for e-commerce and retail essentially. So on this episode, just to give you a backstory of um, what they're doing. Um, so Lightning 50 pretty much is a ranking of the top commerce companies in the UK and the US by revenue growth over the last trading 12 months. Um, it is a an absolutely fantastic way for you to get exposure because um, what they do is they, they also get PR for their, their top five or 10 top charters, basically. Some of the um, fastest growing companies on this list. I'm, I'm going to interview the top five companies um, on, on this list at some point, you know, when the, the results are out. Anyway, um, they started this last year um, in 2021. It was their first edition and it was exclusively UK and it was phenomenal. Um, they, the, the lots of insights off the back of it. And I believe a, a new vodka, it was like an, a, a vodka brand one from in terms of growth. And it's an interesting way to just dissect what growth actually means and, and how, you know, um, you know, brands are going about growth. We discuss um, that particular brand on this, um, this interview you're about to listen to. And essentially, it's, it's fairly easy for you to um, enter this competition. It's not open. It's open to all commerce um, brands. Um, just go to brightpearl.com forward slash lightning hyphen 50. I'm going to link to it in the show notes anyway. Um, it's it's fairly simple. Get a, if, if you think you have, um, if you know essentially that um, you have, you know, seen exceptional growth over the last 12 months, it's worth an enter for the exposure, essentially. Um, you, they would, you know, put you into, you know, a, a load, loads of podcast interviews to get you press um, because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're part of this exclusive list. So they're going to have two lists, one exclusively for the US and another for the UK. Um, great interview. We talk about um, their perspective on all that has transpired, transpired over the last few months, supply chain issues, the you know, the war in Ukraine um, and, um, you know, rising demand and how all of that is, you know, essentially bubbling up for, um, you know, the, the rest of the year, his projections for the rest of the year. Um, I've been listening to some other podcasts and reading some, some reports which say that essentially um, by January, you know, the inflation that we have will sort of, you know, die down a little bit. But it's, it's an interesting conversation I had with Mark. Mark has some unique insights from, from that perspective anyway. Now, before I let you go, if you haven't, do us a small favor. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Spotify, or whether it's anywhere, you know, Apple, iTunes, whatever, just hit that subscribe button. That, that's, that's the ask. Um, hit the subscribe button, um, just click on subscribe. And um, essentially that will help the show reach a lot more people. So if this show has added value to you at, you know, some point, maybe in this episode, a prior episode, just hit that subscribe button and um, support us just with a click or a tap, essentially. Um, 
I will let you go. Enjoy this episode. Um, Mark is, uh, you know, very knowledgeable, you know, expert in, in commerce. Um, enjoy. And he's privy to a lot of data from the companies, um, obviously, Bright Pearl actually serve. Um, I shall leave you now. Um, enjoy this episode and I'll catch you on the other side. Cheers. Thanks. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Nun, and Chobbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hey Mark, welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. Hey, Kale. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so you're Vice President, Global Brand PR and Communications at Bright Pearl. Do you want to give a brief introduction about what you do at Bright Pearl and then Bright Pearl? Uh, yes, I can. Um, it might take all day if I try to cover all the bases. <laughs> <laughs> um, what can I say? In a nutshell, I, hate, I, I help make uh, brands famous. So um, my, my role at Bright Pro is essentially management of all the external comms, um, the PR, um, and sort of brand, brand positioning, identity, look, feel, that type of thing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For, the, for the product. Um, but enough about me. I think it, it, Bright Pro itself is, is, a, is, a, is a really innovative product. It's a, a, I mean, we call it a retail operating system for, for retailers and wholesalers. Um, but what does that actually mean, right? <laughs> Um, when exactly. we break it down for your for your audience, but um, we call this the you know this is the two X commerce podcast, right? So um, so most of this audience tuning in is is very focused on on growth as as they should be. The problem with growth is that it introduces massive amounts of complexity into your business. So as you grow, as you get more orders, as you're adding more geos, as you're adding more channels, what you're going to find is that that becomes increasingly hard to manage. And you may start to see mistakes entering the business. So, you know, uh, late late deliveries, um, mispicks, stockouts, um, data just not being accurate across the business. And, and that's a massive problem. And it's one that continues to slow businesses down. And actually, it, it's been proven it, it, can, it can stall businesses out, essentially. And you get to a point in your growth as an e-commerce business where you, you basically, you can't scale any further without doing one or two things, either investing in people to kind of manage the orders, put things into spreadsheets, that type of thing, mm-hmm. or you invest in systems. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm on the tech side, so I'm going to say invest in systems. But, but that for us is the way that e-commerce merchants can get back to focusing on growth. Because once you get to a point, a lot of our own customers find that they are working in the business rather than on the business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they want to be focused on growth. So Brightpool in a nutshell, we automate all the workflows, whether that's orders, inventory, um, sales order management, purchasing, supplier management, CRM, the logistics, warehouse, the, the whole shebang. Um, we automate almost everything after the buy button. And what that allows brands to do is to return to growth and grow fearlessly. So mm. bit of a long-winded way, but I felt the the added explanation might be might be helpful. Yeah, I, I, was, I was going to sort of pigeonhole you into operations, like an operational platform. I think you guys refer to yourselves as um, um, a retail operating system. But, you know, when you mentioned CRM, you know, retail accounting, um, and then just yeah. flexible infrastructure, it's a lot more than just operations. It is a lot more than what happens in the warehouse, you know, um, or order management or inventory management. Um, yeah. You extend, um, you know, beyond that. How do you sit with ESPs or CDPs um, from a CRM standpoint? It's just just curious. I'm just curious to, to know um, what your CRM looks like. Well, we do, as I said, we kind of do, ev- we like to think that we do everything after the buy button, but really what our key strengths are our focus is on is mm-hmm. more in line of automation mm-hmm. and as an order management system as well so our, our automation is is our bread and butter our, our demand forecasting tool these are the things that we do exceptionally well we do okay. everything else you, you can use bright pro in a way to to manage your your, your financials and we have your mm-hmm. bright pro accounting i think the and I am circling back to your question. Bear with me. Um, I think the 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 thing about BrightPro is, and and where the space is going, is that retailers want the option to use a, a composable tech stack, so systems working well together. So for for us, BrightPro works exceptionally well. It plugs and plays into almost all the key tech partners in that retail space. So we're talking about CRM, Clavio, who sponsored this podcast. They are, you know. A lot of a lot of customers will use that to take their CRM, their email marketing onto the next level. Um, for when it comes to financials, a lot of customers use BrightPro. They also have the ability to use any other financial partner they they want to use. We don't limit growth, and that's the point about growing fearlessly. If they want to use Zero, if they want to use QuickBooks, if they want to use um, Sage Intact, they 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 can do that. Um, so I think hopefully that answers your question. No, but, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Which, which brings me to, to, to my other question, which which has to do with um, the sorts of retailers. When when do you think a, a retailer would be primed to say, okay, you know what, um, we're fed up with delivering this terrible customer experience, <laughs> um, just due to human human error, you know, human error. And we we want to you know deploy the machine you know what we want to automate you know via, via yourselves. Um, would they be running a three PL or would they have their own warehouse? What, what sorts of retailers or um, e commerce brands you know really lend themselves well to to to, to using or needing Bright Pearl? I it's a really good question. Um, our senior vice president of product um, Scott always kind of summarizes really well he says like often there's like an event horizon so there's typically lots of challenges and issues along the way so i'm sure a lot of your audience will resonate with this but many brands will will continue to use spreadsheets and continue to try to manage the business without technology for as long as they can um i don't know why but they but they do so a lot 
a lot of our customer base, and I would say a lot of retailers in general, not just using Brightpool, but for any type of backend software, I get to an event horizon where something's happened and they just say, this, this is it. Like it, it's either they find that they are just spending so much time, so many hours just reporting, doing the orders at the end of the day, and it's it just gets too much. Or there's a mistake, uh, something's happened, Customer customers are complaining, um, they're putting bad reviews on Trustpilot, and they've had a bad season, or it's something to do with reporting. R- whatever it is, it, it's, often a, it's often a mixture of things, and it's just a, the point where the pain of operational complexity has got to the point where it's not only slowed growth, but it's actively making your business worse at this point. Yeah. You know, there, there is just too much pain now. Um, and I think, you know, we all get to that point, right? In anything Absolutely. Where it's like, change is hard sometimes. <laughs> and, but we, we all get to So I think, I think, I don't have that yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I like that term, event horizon. I, I shall be yeah. sealing it for. for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Very, very nice way to, to look at things. Um, you, you know, we, 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 at the end of the day, um, for customer centric e commerce brands or, or retailers, mm. we're 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 doing this for customers for to 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 to, to deliver a better. Um, customer experience, essentially, just yeah. with incremental improvements, you know, over and over again. Um, how do you view um, customer experience and its impact on on growth, um, especially from the point of view of you serving, you know, so many merchants? Just seeing, just is is there a, a direct correlation with the ability to deliver? you know, um, superior customer experience and, and, and then growth, hyper growth. Yeah, there is. There, there was a study we did with Trustpilot. Um, it's probably about two years ago now, um, but you can find it on the brightpro.com website where we, we looked at, we basically did up something like 50,000 one-star reviews for e-commerce brands. And almost I think it was like 80, 75 to 80% of one-star reviews were related to operational problems. So as something that had happened after the buy button. So whether that was typically delivery related, delivery and returns related mostly. Um, but all of that was operations at the end of the day. Like it's something had gone wrong with the, the, with the operations of the business where they weren't able to serve the value to customers that they would like to. And I think that's where technology comes back. We we had a customer called, um, or we do have a customer called Goose and Gander, and, and for them their their event horizon was they had a black they had a Black Friday, Cyber Monday season, um, and Christmas season where just their order spiked so much everything just broke. Um, there were the sort of six to eight weeks delays for for people you know for customers to get their their items. And they were like this is that was for them was their event horizon. Mm. Um, they got as you might expect, tons of tons of negative reviews. And and those those customers aren't coming back, right? Yeah. So that for them was like, we 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 need to fix our operation operations now. We can't just focus on customer acquisition. We need to fix our operations because that is the way we we serve value to customers and also retain customers, get them, get them repeat buying. Um 
and that's that's really where the value is yeah that that's what you need to do as an e-commerce brand is not just not just sell a product to one person once you need to you need to make sure that you're you're getting those repeat buys the only way you get repeat buys is by stellar service the only way you get stellar service is making sure your your operations are tipped off absolutely absolutely and um this is a a left-filled question oh god <laughs> what <laughs> in terms of fulfillment like three pls What's yeah. your take on three PLs versus actually, you know, um, handling your your um, your your deliveries, your, your or just your own warehouse as versus warehousing? Your... I I think it I think it honestly depends on on the business and where they get to. I think we in terms of the the amount of orders you're you're experiencing each day. I think for me again, I come from that that tech background of automate everything you can as as an e-commerce business and and free pls take a lot of lot of strain away like that hassle of pick packing you know and getting the item out the door is is essentially done for you so but it's got to be it's got like everything that type of technology needs to be factored into your business at the right time a lot of bright customers use free pls um to effectively manage their business but they have incorporated it into their tech stack at the right time again it's understanding what order level it's the right technology to introduce much like a, a back office solution you wouldn't necessarily introduce a back office solution into your business if you're doing 50 orders a day but once you start going above that say 100 orders a day managing magic managing that manually becomes just it, it nigh on impossible and then once you start spiking and you're doing five thousand ten thousand twenty thousand forget about it super super interesting um what what's your take on consumer behavior um and mm. just mapping it out with to like changing channels um so you can now shop on on TikTok. Um, you know, if you're in the US, you can you can shop on Instagram directly um, from from several merchants. Um, the pop up shops, you know, coming all around. Um, there's retail distribution still very very strong. Um, you know, there are marketplaces. You know, there, there is increased complexity. You know, for brands that that want to sort of you know break that um, you know fifty, one hundred, you know million dollars in in GMV or, or sterling in, in GMV, that, that, that there is increased complexity, more channels at play. Um, what, what, what is your take on on how consumers are shopping now, particularly post um, the the top of the pandemic? Let's say, let, let's put it that yeah. way. There's more channels than ever before, and I think that. The, the term multi-channel is more prevalent than it's ever been. It's probably more current than it's ever been. We are. We did a study um, end of last year that that looked actually into um, channel adoption by by age cohort, and what we found was really interesting. It, more than ever, the way that consumers want to buy are is, is massively changing, and it's massively changing by by age. So we found that Gen Z. Um, we're looking, obviously, the youngest cohort. They want to shop by like TikTok, Instagram, to an extent, voice commerce, um, live stream, and then millennials. They they want to use more 
let's call them kind of established social media platforms um, like Facebook, like Instagram, they're very keen on Etsy and marketplaces and some of the new part marketplaces are, are, that are coming up. And then old, again, boomers, they're, they're completely different again. You know, it's it's more retail, it's more website focused um, than, than it is necessarily marketplaces. Um, so as a, coming back to your point, as a brand, it's really essential nowadays that you get, you have a handle on your customer data, that you're doing your analytics, that you're understanding not only where your shoppers are you know, buying today, what channels they, they're using, what channels they want to use, but, but where they're going in future and being able to stay abreast of all of those trends. And what we found, again, interestingly, with that kind of millennial and Gen Z example is that a lot of retailers were not set up on those channels. You mentioned Instagram, 30% of online retailers shop, mm -hmm. uh, have the ability or are currently selling for Instagram, according to our data. Um, that's that's wild right and, mm -hmm. and the same with tiktok it was like 11 percent were interested in even adopting that as a, as a channel now if you're if your primary audience is, is is young consumers and you're not selling on those channels Absolutely. then some 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 it's not quite right the the other issue obviously with channel adoption is how you manage it and that was where the rubber hit the road in in many cases is that brands are kind of scared like or in you know i'm talking you know uh, for for everyone here but the the research said you know 72 75 percent of brands don't adopt new channels because the hassle and the stress that that can bring um and technology means that it shouldn't be the case like we're in a an era of like hyper scalability where you need to be able as a brand to set up a TikTok channel, to set up an Instagram channel, to set up an Etsy channel, uh, a shop, uh, five Shopify storefronts if you if you want to do so, and then integrate, swap those out as and when you know you need you need to, because what is hot for one season, so let's say TikTok was hot last year, it might not be a hot buying channel in a year or two time. And you need to be able to flex and change with that. Um, and technology's there to do it, but you have to use the right agile, flexible systems that allow and support you to go, we need a Shopify store, let's get that done in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think, um, you know, um, SaaS e-commerce platforms such as Shopify have, have really, really changed the game, um, particularly going to market. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 phenomenal what what you could do with with, with Shopify and how how quickly to market you can come. Um, they even have a POS. Right. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly five hundred billion by twenty twenty five. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. 
Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen the brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with a subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Which brings me on to some of the, um, some of your work. So, so last year you, you had a, um, you had a top 50, fastest growing retail list called Lightning 50, which is why we're actually, you know, um, you know, speaking now. Um, do you want to give us, and, and this is like, you know, pandemic mania at, the, at that point in time, we're all shopping online. Um, do you want to sort of give us how you, you guys sort of came up with the ideation of, you know, of this list and yeah. what your findings were, um, from from a retail standpoint, from from like a um, top performing retailer, you know, standpoint, what did you see and, and why did you do it? Let, let's start with the why first. The why is important. So we, as you said, during a pandemic, um, shopping online was like our only escape in many in many respects, as sad as mm-hmm. it was. Um, but we found or we felt at Brightpro that um, online retailers probably didn't get the respect and credit they, they deserve to essentially allowing us a, a form of escape, but also like holding up the economy at times. So hmm. we looked around and there was nothing out there that really celebrated those kind of online estimates. So we wanted to bring about a ranking, the Lightning 50, that was purely based on growth, purely based on who is the fastest growing online retailer um, out there in Britain. And it was Britain. This year we're doing um, UK and the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it's open now for, for the 2022 list. Um, but we wanted to do it really as a way to recognize and celebrate online brands um, who you know have 
been through it themselves. Like on average, just on the Lightning 50 list alone, um, the average growth rate was 500%. So you can, like, <laughs> you can see how many late nights some of these brands probably had yeah. um, associated with that growth. And, and were these brands startup brands? Were these established brands, you know, accelerating just due to the fact that, um, you know, the, the environmental changes that, that happened, we couldn't shop in retail um, what, how did you sort of pre-select um, the, the the applicants, the, you know, um, the, the yeah. brands that, that entered the competition? What was the criteria? Yeah, the criteria was two full years of revenue growth. Okay. So, and and it was open to brands kind of anywhere, anywhere from that one million to to two fifty million in okay. terms of revenue. But you had to have two years of. of a full revenue growth. Okay. Um, so you could be you could be a startup ish brand, but you could also be a, an established brand. So we had plenty of established companies that um, put themselves in, um, and and then plenty of really luxury heritage brands like Holland Cooper, Fairfax and Favor. We had some really hot current um, DC brands like Candy Kittens, mm-hmm. uh, Biscuitiers. So lot, lots of companies uh, that your, your audience will have heard yeah, of. I love and, candy kittens, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love biscuits here. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. So that was the why. Okay. Okay. Makes makes sense. Makes sense. And and then um what what patterns did you pick from um from like the top 90th percentile, you know, of um of, of this cohort? Um, what what really made a brand tick? Did you did you see any spot any patterns? Oh, we did. Yes. So um, we we saw a lot lot of the brands were were based in fashion. That was that was a sector that really yeah. The other thing that was really interesting was almost ten percent, no twenty, no eighteen percent. Sorry, um, forgetting my numbers there. Around eighteen percent were based in the southwest, um, mm. which. You wouldn't necessarily think of a, of a hotbed for e-commerce, um, but but yeah, almost twenty percent came from from the southwest. Mm. In terms of some of the environmental factors, uh, yeah, a lot a lot of it was based around you know, the pandemic, um, search, that type of thing was yeah. was huge for them. And then we found the the top tech, let's say, that was powering the fastest growing brands. Shopify, Shopify Plus. So, so, so mm. many of the, the big growers had replatformed yeah. um, over the last year or two. Um, Facebook and Instagram, as we said, that that kind of paid advertising models. Um, companies had really invested in those areas. Um, they'd invested in analytics and workspaces, demand mm. forecasting, mm. huge. So, um, Inventory Planner came out as being a, a company as a demand forecasting tool that that almost 25% of the brands on that list were using um, to support growth. And then the other things, and this is circling back to some of the discussion points we had earlier, but um, big factor of growth was adoption of marketplaces, Etsy, mm. eBay, Amazon being, mm. being those, those key areas. Um, and then free tools that were mentioned as well were Trustpilot, mm-hmm. uh, Pimbley, um, and, and Clavio. Mm. And Bright Pro was also in that top ten, by the way. But, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> interesting. Super, no, super, 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 super interesting. Um, and you, I picked up on two things: um, demand forecasting. Yes. 
absolutely essential with the supply chain Mac- constraints um, last year. Yeah. Still, still, still wrecking havoc um, this year. And um, the second thing I picked up on there was um, the, the the multi-channel. They were not like, okay, we're only D2C, um, we're maximalist, or we're only marketplace brand. They view themselves, they, they want to be where their customers are. Um, so, so who topped the, the chat last year? Who topped the um, the ranking? The, the rankings, was, yes. Um, the yeah, rankings, sorry. It was a Swansea-based brand, um, premium vodka brand called All Vodka. Okay. So incredible story behind behind those guys. Um, they'd come from nowhere to be um, an absolute smash hit online. They are uh, they work with some big stars like Floyd Mayweather, mm. um, Stormzy, and um, they they've really invested in influencer marketing. You can see like. Um, we had them on the Bright Pro podcast and mm. they said, yeah, influencer marketing was absolutely key um, for them over the last year or two to get them to that to growth rate that they they had. So so how old uh, how, how old is this? How long have they been operating for this company? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, they've been around since I think 2017, mm. but they saw exceptional growth over the last um, the last couple of years. But I'm, I'm, think- I'm on their Instagram, and it's just amazing. They 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 just go for this gold. They're just gold. It's bling. It's a bling. It's, it's, it's bling. I mean, you can't. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, yeah. You can't get any more bling than this. But it works. But, it works because they they then sort of interlace it interlace it with um with with um with grime culture. You know, with indeed. with subcultures that that um you know um celebrate bling. And there's this affinity there with product and their influencers. Interesting, super, super interesting. Wow. Yeah, they, so, they, so, that's a good. That's a really good point. Um, yeah, they work with the grime artist that name escapes me now. Um, escapes them now. But yes, yeah, so you're you're completely right. Um, they've gone down the route of being in your face, garish, um, mm. uh, bling. But they they know their audience incredibly yeah, they do. well, exactly. Um, and they know what their audience wants. And if you look at if you look at them, a their vodka bottle, their packaging, their visual identity in a in a shop, it stands out. It stands it out against yeah. some of the well-known vodka brands on the market, and and they know that their audience wants that. They want mm-hmm. to. They, their audience wants to stand out. They want to be seen. So, um, so they've done incredibly well over the last over the last year based mm-hmm. on that. And I'm thinking they're an omni-channel brand in the sense that um, they not only sell online; they have to be in in clubs, in establishments, in yeah. you know, um, they have to be offline and in and maybe in supermarkets. What well, at the time were they selling multi-channel or were they selling exclusively D to C online? Uh, they were they weren't exclusively D to C. They they had um uh, they had I think limited retail stockists. Mm. Um, but that's again since since last year's list that has also exploded. Mm-hmm. because they're, they're selling a lifestyle from from what, oh, what this looks yeah 100%. interesting interesting super super interesting did, did did any other sort of brands pop up from just you know arouse your attention you know as a as a you know marketer you know in pr and and the like i think for me um Biscuiteers were another Biscuiteers. really interesting brand and in what they were doing um luxury kind of biscuits selling online um it just that 
that space and how they've made that work is, is incredibly mm. interesting to me. Um, Candy Kittens, we, we've touched upon. Mm. Um, Holland Cooper, um, a Brightboard customer, they they sell kind of luxury heritage tweed um, and kind of, again, like a, a heritage lifestyle in, in respect. And they were really interesting in terms of, again, how how they use social media and Instagram. They're selling a lifestyle as well, much like mm-hmm. all vodka. And exactly. I think... The point of this is all of these brands know their customers and they've done the they've done the hard work, they've done they've done the research to know what their customers are are thinking, what they want. They listen to reviews and, and they flex their business accordingly. Mm. Um, and I think ev- almost every exclusively every brand in that in that top ten of the Lightning Fifty or even top, you know, top twenty, top thirty, had a firm understanding of their customers and how to reach them. Mm-hmm. They're worthy of study for sure, for sure. And, yeah. Well, we'd love to to if you guys can introduce us to to a few of the their founders or their marketing teams. We would love to have them on the podcast. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll I, can, I can introduce you to them for sure. Yeah, fantastic. So, so twenty twenty two. It's currently on right now. It's, it's on brightpearl.com forward slash lightning fifty. I think dot yeah. com. We'll link to it yeah. in the show notes. Um, how do you enter? Um, what is the criteria? Um, and how long? Um, when do do entries close? So entries close August the twelfth. Um, in terms of the criteria, I think you, you, again, you it's free to enter. I should should say that, and it only takes a couple of minutes to do so um, via form on the thebrightpool.com website. Um, the you need two four years of revenue. Um, and everything else is is relatively self-explanatory on on there but it's it's a it's a list that is based on growth so um the things we'll we'll ask you is just give us your revenue growth over the last two years um what are the factors that have um powered your growth and that's pretty much about it it's very very simple to enter Mm-hmm. And, and and so so it's not necessarily your your total gmv or, or sales it's it's more your growth rate um in the last two years yeah, 100%. Okay. And That's you're also open to, to the USA. Um, in, so it's just going to be UK and U, U, US merchants, essentially. Yeah, we'll have two separate lists. So it won't be a combined okay. total. We'll, have, okay. we'll still have a UK list. Um, we'll also have a, U, uh, a US list as well. I'm very keen to, to look at the, to, to, to see the results this time. When will the results be, be out? Um, if, um, you know, entries close on by, by August 12th of um, 2022? Um, we expect we expect to reveal the list, so to speak, um, September time. September, uh, maybe, yeah, it'll be it'll probably be end of September, maybe okay. maybe start of, start of October, but we're we're aiming for for end we of should, September. We should have a chat then, you know, and in, in September when when it's out um, for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah, I'll um, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a preview of the list so you can pick okay. some brands who, uh, if you want to speak to them, I could pick fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, very, very, very interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so for those of you listening, if you want to showcase your growth, essentially, um, Bright Pearl have it. Um, it's Lightning 50. You could Google it and just go bright, brightpearl.com forward slash lightning hyphen 50. Um, and you, you get there. Easy to apply. Um, there are about, say, 12, maybe 14 um, you know, fields on here. Um, very, very straightforward questions and um yeah just just enter enter right um before before i let you go mark um what what are your thoughts on i mean q1 is behind us q1 has passed like 
<laughs> like that. Oh, We're recording this on the 25th of March, 2022. What's, what's your out to, with so many things happening? Um, you know, we're, we're talking still about supply chain issues, although they're, they're, they're starting to ease off. Shipping costs are still high, that there is inflation. Um, how do you see this affecting consumer behavior? And how do you think, you know, best in class e-commerce brands can, um, you know, essentially s- swim against this current? Yeah, it's it's really interesting and a huge topic that could probably be another twenty minute conversation itself. I think I think uh, supply chain it, supply chain issues will continue to have a, a major impact. Consumers are just going to be they don't care. They're just they're just going to be annoyed. Like they they want to make sure that they can order online. And I think what is increasingly happening, and retailers really need to be careful about this, is we are seeing we're going to we're hopefully going to be doing a study soon into this we're seeing a mass a, a big increase in the number of stockouts after purchase so mm. when you order a product and then get that dreaded email to say sorry it's out of stock which is so frustrating and um and that's increasing and i think that is really what consumers care about. they just want to get if the product is on the website and they've bought it they put it in their cart and they bought it the worst thing you could do is tell them that it's out of stock um so supply chain issues will almost certainly frame the remainder of this year and into 2023 as being one of the, the primary concerns of, of, of multi-channel retailers. Um, I think we touched upon it earlier, but the, the one of the answers or one of the solutions maybe to, to that problem is demand forecasting um, and being, being able to, to really get a handle on your inventory management and your cash flow. And understanding the relationship between those two things, yeah. um, and I think if again I'm kind of advocating for tech, but use any any tech that can help you take the cost, the complexity out of your supply chain. Understand, forecast ahead of buying what you need when you need it, because you, you you don't want you don't want to be in a position where you're buying too much stuff or not enough stuff and you're you're having problems with stock out so i think that is definitely the one key area retailers need to focus on for the next year i, sure. I agree with you 100 100 percent. mark it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the 2x e-commerce podcast show thank you yeah it's been a great chat thank you so much cheers Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.